Welcome to the Fitness Field Pass podcast, the home for all things sports and fitness, together under one roof. Featuring your host, Matt Laurie and Bobby Palaccio. I was just going to say Jordan year, like <laughs> Jordan year episode. <laughs> 23, you automatically, it's Jordan. It's, you know, it's boring, though. We need to be better than that on this show. Chris Jury? Chris Jury is not better, but you know what? That's the, we're making leaps and bounds. I'm going underrated 23s. Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know. I don't know 23. 23 is... Jim Carrey, the number 23, great movie. <laughs> My dad's softball number, <laughs> 23. <laughs> Useless, but good. 23, the number of points that Jets and Dolphins have scored combined. My house number is 23. <laughs> number 23 is a powerful number. It is. Hello and welcome back, everybody. You know what? Welcome, welcome to week three. Yeah, week three. Well, first off, we took off last week because you had a little race. Do you want to say how that went? I'm kind of interested. Yeah. The Ragnar Relay in New Hampshire. That was um, the hardest thing I've ever done, probably. Right. The most easily the most difficult thing I've ever done. A lot of running in a 36-hour period, sitting in a van. If you, you, you want to call it sleeping, there was no sleeping. Um, very cold. New Hampshire to New Hampshire. If you've never been to New Hampshire, I cannot recommend that enough to people. Beautiful outdoors, beautiful beach scenery. It's very, it's got a very Cape Cod kind of feel to it. But a lot yeah. of running and a lot of camaraderie there. It was, it was a good time. It's that New England very, vibe. Yeah, it was a very challenging experience, but I enjoyed it. It all, you know, all the same. Well, I'm glad you survived. I barely survived. I can walk today, which is great. Are you going to do something like that again? Yeah, I probably will. We're going to do Cape Cod right now, Relay next year. So oh, that'd be sweet. Shouldn't be as hilly. Well, um, well, if you need a place to stay... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was able to get my uh, I was able to get my bets in up there. There was service up there, so I was like, I got my college football bets in just in time. All right. Speaking of bets, our week one bet was, it was good until there was one name, Jameis Winston screwed it up for us. Jameis Winston blew it up. We had three out of four. Yeah, and then and I and that it's funny because the that week going into it, we were like, who would you rather have, Winston or Mariota? And Mariota looked real good, and Winston looked horrible. <laughs> so, w- Mariota, we take that back. We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get four this week on a teaser. I'm very confident. I like our odds. I mean, the main thing. Do you have any main comments coming out of the first two weeks? Because I I think there's one glaring thing that pops out to me is the injury, the QB injuries. Yeah, in, injuries in general, but mainly to the QBs. I mean. Yeah, the quarterback injuries have been just just deflating to so many teams. Like we knew Cam Newton was hurt going into the season. Yeah, I wasn't. Even if he's healthy, I wasn't really too highly on him. I think his MVP year was kind of a not a fluke, but just like not who he is. That was his peak. Peak. It's a major peak. outlier for sure. Yeah, that was his peak. But I mean, yeah. just going over the injuries. Obviously, Luck just started it off. Big Ben's out for the year with an elbow injury. Um, I don't. I really don't even know if he's gonna come back. He says he's gonna play his contract, but he's what thirty-seven years old. 
Uh, that I, I'm not. I'm not a. I kind of like Mason Rudolph a little bit as a manager, but I don't. Their division, I don't think, is that great. But the Ravens look pretty. Excuse me. Look pretty nice so far. But um, the small Mason Rudolph showed this past weekend, you know, looked pretty good. Very, very composed. In the, very composed in the pocket. He's not a rookie. Right. So I, I think they'll, they'll clearly take a dip. But I don't know if it's going to be like... I think they could still fight for a wild card. Right, the Steelers will be in contention. The defense will keep them in contention long enough, I think, too. Now, then Nick Foles went down with a... a broke his collarbone. But he'll be back around week 10. Uh, I don't even, I forgot the guy's name. That Minshaw or whatever that's in. Oh, yeah, from Washington State, yeah. I think uh, their defense can take them far enough. But I'm not... I, I, I don't know anything about this guy. No one does. So it's still yet to be seen could be lightning in a bottle it could be really bad too now Jan, uh jalen ramsey wants to get traded that's a big thing if he does so that's to me i don't think they're going to make the playoffs anyway but they had a much better chance with falls out of all the injuries for all the quarterbacks which one do you think has the biggest impact well there's drew Brees. there's uh sam darnold um I still think it's I think it's Roethlisberger because I still think the Saints. First off, when he when he threw the ball and he was holding his thumb, I've torn my thumb twice and it's still pretty much torn. But I knew he tore his thumb as soon as he was like he picked, see him pick up the ball and just put it right down. Right. I think they said it's going to be Taysom Hill and uh, Bridgewater. They're gonna use a combination of the quarterbacks. Usually, Taysom Hill is like a is the third string quarterback, and they almost they, sometimes they use him as a wideout and like in weird situations. They're clearly not gonna do that anymore because he's their backup. But they also said he could start a little bit too. I don't know how they're gonna use both quarterbacks, but I think they're I think they'll be fine right, as a right. team. I, if even if they go five hundred and Breeze comes back, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs because their division sucks. Still, the Falcons still look average to me. Even though I have them making the playoffs, I thought they would take that leap a little bit. They still look average. Um, the who are they? The Bucks and the Panthers are still not good at all. I mean, the Bucks beat the Panthers on on the road. Those two right. teams are irrelevant in that division. So I still think they'll win the division. I don't think that's going to be a huge drop off. If on ESPN they did like a percentage of like. Um, I guess for each game that they'll win with Breeze and the uh, Bridgewater, and Breeze was just one percentage higher. Bridgewater gives them that uh, mobility factor, which will help. He he's he looked rusty in the last game because he hasn't played in two years. Right. So I I think they'll be fine. I I still think it's Roethlisberger just because it's a huge drop off. And their division that has better teams, the Browns and the the Browns and the Ravens look really really good this year. I, I think, you know, when all when all is taken into consideration, I think Big Ben's injury is the biggest one. Teddy Bridgewater has a lot of NFL experience, and he's probably the best backup. Um, in know, the league, almost, maybe. Right, in the league, coming in behind all these all these quarterbacks who are injured, um, you know, not having Nick Foles there is, is really going to hamper the Jaguars' playoff chances. You know, he, he's such an anchor of the position for them. But yeah, Big, Big Ben's a staple in, in Pittsburgh, and nobody knows whether he's going to come back or not. Um, maybe Mason Rudolph can take the next step. He's built like Big Ben, and he has a good arm. Mm-hmm. Great college career at Oak State. So, you know, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what, what Mason Rudolph can do. And I hope he does well. I, I like him. 
I do too. I like him too. But I've always been a big fan of his. And you know, hopefully, Teddy, this is Teddy Bridgewater's time to, to to come back into the limelight a little bit, which would be great for him in his career. Um, didn't really affect the Saints line too much this weekend, but no. we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to be going into a tough environment. In Seattle. And he, he had a chance over the offseason. Originally, he was going to sign with the Dolphins to be their starter. And then right. Sean Payton convinced him to come back and be the backup and kind of tell him that he's the guy for next year. So it is interesting that they said today they're going to use Taysom Hill and him. They're going to use two quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, but um, I, I still think I like Teddy Bridger. I mean, the Jets used him in preseason and then traded him to the Jet, uh, to the Saints. And I wish we had Teddy Bridgewater right now because we got nothing. Right. And, yeah, we're not talking about the Jets week one or the Lions week one, if anyone noticed or not. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but, like, I was fuming. I will, you. I'm saying, I, I understand. At I least you tied, you. but, like, I was pissed. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> I picked myself into a small coma week one after, after that effort. Because I'll be honest, I don't expect the Jets to win the Super Bowl or anything, but I expected um, them to be at least contending for a playoff spot, fighting to just be in it for the last few weeks, which is all you can ask for at once a Jeff fan. But so many injuries. <sighs> so depressed. <laughs> Listen, the Jets are absolutely decimated right now with injuries. Quinn Williams is out, Mosley's out. Once Mosley went out in week one, they were sieves down the middle. It was ugly. Right. And their cornerbacks are terrible. Tremaine Johnson, who they paid a lot last year or two years ago, he got benched in uh, Monday night. Their defense is decent. They're they're off. I don't. I don't want to get it. I could spend two hours on the Jets and how bad they are and piss me off. I just realized the NHL hockey is on right now. Preseason, baby. Preseason, yes. I'm actually very excited. Got a little while before we can talk about that. I know, but I just got a notification, so I'll pop that on real quick. All right, let's get into week two. Obviously, we talked about the injuries. I think we should start off with the. Uh, what do you think the biggest game or the best game going into based off the first two two weeks? Because I got one circle that's going to be incredible to watch. Week three, um, there's there's one or two games that week three that stand out to me. The one I'm really excited to watch, which you know, the New York audience may not care about, is, is Houston and the Chargers. I'm really excited. Oh, for okay. That. That's yeah. one of them. Yeah. I'm really really excited for that game. The Chargers coming off a bad loss. They should have won in Detroit. They were, they beat them on both sides of the ball. Really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They missed two field goals. They had two touchdowns called back. Eckler fumbled with the one. So the Chargers, by all rights, should have won that game. The Lions had no business winning that game. Um, they're home. They're going to rebound. They're going to look to rebound against you know an AFC opponent that they may see down the line come playoff time. Yeah, Texans looked good week one against the Saints, uh, and then they looked. They looked pedestrian a little bit against the Jags last week. They won, but I expect big things. I like both of these teams in the AFC. I was contemplating the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. I picked the Texans, but Chargers are minus three and a half. I I do like the Texans to win. I just like the way Watson has been playing. Yeah, and to be honest, the Chargers have eight starters on injured reserve right now. They are really, really hurt. They're really banged up. Yeah. So... Just from an injury standpoint, the the Texans have a huge leg up. You know, the Chargers are really banged up, coming off a bad loss. This is is a really important game for them. Um, 
The Texans had trouble running the ball last week against the Jaguars. No, nothing to be surprised about there. And mm-hmm. it's not going to get much easier for them running the ball this week against that, that front that front four for the Chargers. It's not going to get much easier running the ball there. Yeah, I so. think they'll throw it a lot. Their secondary is a little decimated. Obviously, Derwin James is out and his replacing Adrian Phillips is out now too. So I expect them to throw the ball a little more. I mean, they're a very versatile team. Um, but I think that's going to be a really good game. Who do you like in that I like Houston just because the Chargers are really. I do too. Up. I think the Texans are gonna win. Yeah, I think Sean Watson's legs are gonna, gonna add an extra extra component to that to that offensive scheme. The Chargers are gonna have to account for with all those guys being out. Um, that may be a little bit too much for them to handle on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the over under is forty seven. That's a that's a pretty spot on number. That's a tough number to pick. I, I would say I would say I would say the over. Yeah, very little about maybe. But if you if you could take a little if you take a teaser and then get some points, I would definitely take the over. Hundred percent. Yeah. I but agree. you said running quarterbacks. The one game that I think is going to be amazing is going to be the, the Ravens versus the, the Chiefs. Right yeah. now, I think those two quarterbacks are clearly the. I mean, it's two weeks in, but you know they always have their MVP runnings or whatever. They're clearly in the lead. Mahomes was a monster last week. He had four TDs in one quarter. Um, Lamar Jackson's playing amazing. The first week right. he threw, last week he ran. Like, he just... I, I love the way he's playing and how people doubt him. They're very similar... Not similar quarterbacks, but I could see uh, Lamar Jackson kind of evolving into a Mahomes. It's just funny you, you, to think of Mahomes. He's been in the league for, like, a year. And it seems like he's been in the league forever. Right. But both teams are kind of storming. The Ravens are kind of now can take advantage of winning that division. The Browns don't look as great as people, uh, kind of the names on paper that they thought they were going to be. The Chiefs still look incredible. Uh, the Raiders played them well last week until they ran away with it. But I think this game's going to be really fun to watch if you love those running quarterbacks. These guys are like the Mike. If you like Michael Vick and the way he played, that's how these kind of guys play a little bit. And I, I love Michael Vick, so I think this game's going to be good. The Chiefs are. Six and a half, which is kind of high, but I guess it's because they're at home. I mean, you always get those three points when you're at home. I I still like the Chiefs to win. Oh man, I don't know if they're gonna cover though. Six and a half is kind of big. It's a little disrespectful for the (laughs) Ravens the way they're playing. I would agree, and you know, I have I have a couple of friends who I who I play football with. You know, we were talking about this number being really overcorrected. For what reason, we have no idea. But this line. Um, honestly, I think it should be, you know, four, four and a half, you know, a little bit less than six and yeah, a half. Yeah, four and a half seems pretty nice. If it was four and a half, I would take the Chiefs, maybe, I think, but I would still, t- I would take the Ravens to cover that. The over-under says 52 and a half. I, I would pick the over. I think it's going to be a shootout. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like the Ravens to cover and the Chiefs to win. Um, Same. The Chiefs are not running backs. McCoy's hurt. Demi Williams is hurt, so I have no idea what the Chiefs are going to do at running back this weekend. It's going to be um, Mahomes. It's going to be his legs. Right, Thompson and Mahomes. Um, uh, the Ravens are coming in as a healthier team, and Lamar Jackson, like you said, he's looked, he's looked brilliant. He looks so comfortable in the pocket. He looks great throwing the ball. And then you got Mahomes, who, you know, I watched his second quarter this week. That was the most impressive quarter I've ever seen by any quarterback. Ever. It's like crazy. Oh. Yeah. The throws he was making, you could not have dropped the ball in any better. His, his accuracy is incredible. He hasn't missed a beat. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. It's probably going to be whoever has the ball last is going to win. But Yeah, and Tyreek Hill hasn't been in because he got hurt in week one, which is uh, karma. But I'm, 
I still it doesn't matter. It's almost like uh, Watson's in there. They they just throw in any receiver that can run straight, and he'll find he'll just throw dimes to you. But I think that's gonna be a, a really fun game to watch. I guess you want want to go through them now. Let's go through them one by one. Let's we don't have to cover all of them. Like we can talk about Miami and, and Dallas and the Jets and the Patriots. I mean these lines are gigantic. Those are like historic, dude. It's nuts. Twenty three and a half. Pats are gonna destroy them. I I think the Jets will cover that. You know? uh, we don't have to talk in depth. I I think the Cowboys will cover the Dolphins one. That's my thing. I think the Jets will cover 23. I think the Cowboys just run all over the Dolphins. The Cowboys are probably more by 27 or 28. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see Rosen in that instead of Fitzpatrick's at some point. But let's not bother going to those games. And then another one, Bengals at Bills. Bills have been 2-0, minus 6. Bengals are 0-2. Dumpster fire game. Stay away from this one. I yeah. have no It's like a trap game, I think. Yeah. I think the Buffalo should win because they're home. They're a little momentum. But Might be a little mirage of how good the Bills are. I mean, they beat two bad teams, the both New York teams. Bye bye. Yeah. Next. You know what game is really the third best? The third best game on the board. Let me guess. It's gonna be the Rams. the Rams and the Browns. Rams and Browns. Okay, Sunday night. I wish Breeze was healthy because Saints Seahawks would be really good too. Correct. Um, Monday night's gonna suck. <laughs> what what about Eagles Lions? That that's an interesting game. It's a very interesting game. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the, the one you about? mentioned. The one you mentioned. I cut you off there. Yeah, sorry. The Browns have a lot. The Browns have a lot to prove. They did not really show me much against the Jets. Miles Garrett looked really impressive on the defensive side. Yeah, he well, snapped really Trevor Simmons' leg. <laughs> yeah, that, he kind of fell off. Yeah, a little bit. But other than that, Browns on the offensive side of the ball still need to get some things together, and the Rams are running the ball very, very well. You know, with Brown and and um, and Gurley in the backfield, they're just doing a great yeah. job back there running the ball. So that's going to neutralize a lot of the defensive line work, and a lot of the pressure is going to come off Jared Goff, I think. Yeah, Cooper um, Browns, Cup, Cooper Cup coming back from his injury looks healthy, which is a huge part of their offense. It's like an Edelman type. And uh, Mayfield, I'm, I'm not really Mayfield is good, but he still has that Brett Favre turnover factor in his blood, you know. Sure. Where he he makes those great plays, but just you know he's gonna turn the ball over. He has to get that in order if they're gonna actually ever win anything. Not a game, but I'm saying win the division, go to the playoffs. But I like the Rams on the road. To me, they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, after a I couple would agree with that. after a couple weeks. Yeah, the Rams minus three, is, I think, is a good play. Um, until the Browns prove themselves and they've improved, they can, you know, flow on both sides of the ball. Um, they got to get Landry more involved. Yeah, I feel tough. like they're trying to feed Beckham too much, but they're trying to force-feed yes. him a little bit. Yeah, and I think Joe Clear now. Joe Clear has a concussion on the tight end for the Browns. He yeah. has a concussion. Um, That's, so that's a another loss. weapon you can flush to the foot against the Rams. Another blocker too, another really good pass blocker the brand that the Browns won't have. Yeah, he's out. So that's that's a that's a pretty big loss for them. And Christian Kirkley's question on the defensive Christian Kirksey rather on the defensive side of the ball. So the Browns are Browns are coming in with a lot of questionable guys for next week. And the, the Rams are relatively healthy, so the Rams have the advantage of minus three, I think. I agree. I like them to cover on the road. And then let's go to your Lions Eagles. Lions or at Philly minus six and a half. 
Yes, sir. Again, I, th- I think that's a bit high because the Eagles have not impressed me. Again, the Eagles season is going to de- be dependent on if Carson Wentz can be healthy. He got out of that game against the Falcons for a little bit. Uh, he came back. He looked all right. But, man, I, I don't even see him. I don't – even though I picked the Eagles to go far, I just – again, I don't think he's going to be healthy throughout this year. He just seems like that quarterback that always gets injured. And, and that's going to be huge for them. It's hard, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to think otherwise. You know, it's hard to believe otherwise. And if he's going to stay healthy, you know, until we see it, you know, it, it's it's very tough to put stock in that. Um, I, I I think the big news in this game, honestly, is that just the injuries for the for the Eagles are insane. Deshaun Jackson's going to be doubtful with the groin, and then you have Alshon Jeffries doubtful with the calf. Yeah. And then just today, Tim Jernigan and Fletcher Cox report, you know, questionable. I think they're both going to play, but. You know, Fletcher Cox has turf toe, and Tim Jernigan's got a foot problem. Those are two big pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and if you look at the Lions, you know, Jared Davis is, is inching his way back at linebacker. He is going to be so huge to cover those running backs if he can play. Um, the Lions at six and a half here, I think, is the play. Yeah. It's a huge line. If you can get the Lions at seven, Juicing up to seven or seven and a half. I think that's the play. The Lions look good on the offensive side of the ball. If they can score 14 or 15 points before the half, it's going to be, they're going to cover that spread relatively easily. Yeah, that line seems a bit high. I would also take the Lions on the road. I I mean, they're always, I mean, you know, the Lions are a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde. If they're hot, they're hot. If they're cold, they're cold. Um, But I I could see the Lions stealing that game on the road. I could too, man. They've been. They should have won the first the first game outright. This would be a big test for them with the Chiefs coming in week four, and then the Packers and the Vikings right behind them. So they kind of need this game. All right. Another interesting game is Falcons at the Colts, both one and one. The Falcons have still been kind of inconsistent a little bit. Uh, again, I said that I thought the Colts would still be good with with Brissett, and he's been he's been pretty average, but he's been he doesn't turn the ball over, which is good. Marlon Mack has been one of the top rushers in the league. Um, you know the Falcons are still like they're they're a great team. They got the great players, but they just can't perform. I don't know. It's just weird to see how they play every week on offense. And they got Ridley Jones, Freeman, uh, Matt Ryan at QB. They very underwhelming. Yeah, give, like you said, given the amount of pieces they have in, on the offensive side of the ball, the cohesion just hasn't been there amongst all of them. Yeah, something's missing. Right. It could be just the play calling. Could be. You know, you, 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 but you but you think about the explosiveness that offense could have if they ever get a chance to put it all together. You know, if you put names on paper and looked at the whole league, they are top five in the league. But yeah, it could be honestly, it could be a Super Bowl hangover from a few years ago. It's where they're just still in like shock. Here's an interesting stat for you: the, on third downs this year, the Falcons are five out of eighteen. It's twenty-seven percent. Yeah, that's Which is not good. <laughs> and in the red zone, the Colts are 5 out of 6. They're 83% in the red zone, which is a great number to have. So, you know, it's, it's little things like that that make this number in favor of the Colts, even though that the Falcons have the more experienced quarterback and possibly the more explosive offense. Colts are hauling. They're playing well. Um, a little bit on the injury side of the ball with Desir, their quarterback, being out for the Colts and T.Y. Hilton being banged up. Um you can you can lean either way in this game. It's gonna be a really really close game. Yeah, I'm surprised um, it's not a pick 'em. It's one and a half for the Colts. It um, may get down 
pick them at some point. I like the Falcons to win this game because I like what Atlanta did against the Eagles. Yeah, I, I picked the Falcons as well. I st- I'm still... <coughs> a team like this, I'm still going to ride until, like, week five. And then if they still continue to prove me wrong, then I'll, I'll jump off. But I, I still... I'm still confident in Matt Ryan and the Falcons until they blow one that's really ugly. Yeah, Falcons here. All right, what other game you liking so far? I mean, there's some bad games like the Bucks Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones will be at the helm. Uh, I guess you can we can comment on that. How, what do you think about that move? I think it's a good move now. I mean, no time is a good time for Eli to step down. Obviously, and, you know, keeping Daniel Jones on the bench is not going to do him any good. The Giants are going to be bad regardless. We know that. Um, I think Tampa Bay is a good opponent to get him in. Tampa Bay is not a powerhouse or a juggernaut where he's going to get thrown around. It's a good chance for him to learn a couple of schemes on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we, we all know Tampa Bay is not a, not a huge juggernaut of a defense. Um, they have some solid corners. They have Sue. Um, I think this is a good time just to get his feet wet. You know, He may not shine his first game. He's not supposed to. If he does, great. Um, I'm a little confused because they paid Eli Manning $17 million for, for two weeks. Now, the reason I think they're doing this is because their offensive line is a lot better than what they anticipated and what it was last year. So I think they have faith that he's not going to get destroyed. And if you look at their schedule, they play the Bucks and they play the Redskins. After that, they play the Vikings and the Patriots. So I think you were going to either throw them in. The, like, you're not going to throw them to the Vikings or the Pats. Then they play the Cardinals, Lions, Cowboys, and they play the Jets. I think throwing them into the Cowboys or Jets is going to be his mayhem. So if you look schedule-wise, I think it's a good place for them to put him in. Um, but I, I, th- I do think it's because of his offensive line. Um, because they don't have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard Sterling Shepherd is still going to – he could be out. I'm assuming he's going to be out. So when your top two wideouts are not there, usually he won't have weapons for your – for your young quarterback, so it, it to me it has to be because of the offensive line play, and trusting them to guard him. Right between the schedule, like like in the offensive line play and the scheduling, this is now the right time just to get him in, um, appease the fan base a little bit, give them something to watch this weekend, and the gambling market has responded. The betting market's responded. The Giants are getting more than half the bets at fifty eight percent. A lot of the big gamblers like them to cover six and a half points. I think they can, too. If Daniel Jones keeps them in the game and makes some smart decisions, you know, under center, they could be fine, you know, but... Um, yeah, I think they yeah. win this game. I think he's going to yeah. come out really... I think he's going to come out good. I think he's going to come out what he did in preseason. He's an accurate quarterback. He's smart. Um, I think he's going to come out... I think he's going to come out just like he did in preseason for the next couple games. I think he'll come down to earth. Any worse on third... What? So, they can't do any worse on third down than what they've been doing. Five out no, of twenty-three. And, and based on what Eli's been saying in the media, of like you know, this is what happens when you have a, a good quarterback or an old quarterback, and then you're losing, and then you draft a high quarterback. So it was almost like he was giving them their his blessing. Of you know, I, I get it now. Do you think they trade him at all? Cause no. Talking they, about it, there's only one team I think they could possibly trade him to, and that's the Jaguars, because of Coughlin. Yeah. I could see that too. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I, I think if the Jaguars stay in it enough where they see that we're good enough as a team, but the quarterback is the only position holding us back, I could, I could possibly see that. But. Yeah. And then with, 
Dolphin connection there, it, it, I don't think it's very much out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that, I, I kind of want to see that. I just think it'd be interesting. But I think it depends on yeah. how the quarterback now performs in the next couple of weeks. I, th- I don't even know in the trade deadline, and they, they always like move it back. It used to be like, it used to be like week three. Now I think it's like week six or something. Yeah, it's like week six or week seven. I think if Sterling Shepard plays and Cody Latimer plays with the Giants, or either one of them plays, you know that six and a half has a very good chance of covering. Mm-hmm. All right. What else games do you like? I like you know I think I think Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh and the Forty Nineers is an interesting game with you know the whole storyline Pittsburgh being banged up and San Fran starting two and out. Much to my chagrin. Garoppolo back. Screwed me both weeks. Uh, I think San Fran covers in this spot. They're six and a half point favorites. They looked really good on the offensive side of the ball. They're scoring in the red zone. That's what you need to do in order to win. They're rushing the ball with Breida very well. Um, Garoppolo's been throwing the hell out of the ball. Granted, he's playing the Bengals, which anybody can do that. Um... A lot of injuries on both sides of the ball for both teams. Big, big name injuries. Um, so I guess it's a battle of which backups can can come in and which ones can't. Yeah, the Niners have looked pretty well. Garoppolo's been a little. You could tell he's finding his way again, but uh, he, I think he's starting to hit stride a little bit. Um, the the Steelers are still. I mean, Connor hasn't been good. Schuster. Schuster, I don't know, is is he a number one wide receiver or is he number two trying to fill that number one role? You know, so that's been question marks there. Um, yeah, I, I think the Niners are going to be one of those sneaky teams, it looks like, that they might sneak into those playoffs and no one's paying attention. Six and a half, though, I think is really high, though. Don't you think? Yeah, um, it can be, but y- you hope that is some of these Steelers who are on the injured on the injured list now, like Vance McDonald, James Conner, Joe Hayden is on the injury report. If these guys don't play, those are big names on on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball that can impact the total. You know, um, yeah. and the way the Forty ers are scoring with the rookie quarterback, I don't think six and a half is that egregious. Um, the lowest I would maybe go was four. Four and a half, five, but yeah, McDonald might be out. Connor's banged up. Hayden's banged up. Right. So they, this could be those that injury game type of line. Yeah, could be for sure. I, I think the Niners win, but I think the Steelers <laughs> will cover. Not a bad assumption. I mean, six and a half is a big a big line for San Fran. It's a big six and a half is a tough line to just go. I don't know. That's just a hard line to win. A touchdown's tough to win by them in this league. Yeah, San Fran open at seven. They're down at six and a half. For a young team, that's a lot to cover. Yeah, that's a stay away game for me. I wouldn't really touch that game. It's a lot of moving parts, a lot of injuries. This week's a little tough compared yeah. to the past couple weeks. Very much so. Um, let's 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 pick four teams, bro, in a teaser. Let's see what we got. Okay. Um, I well, I would say Thursday night is Titans at Jaguars. I wouldn't touch that because to me those teams are very even. Right. Um, I wouldn't come here. Let me see what I like here. I, I like the pa- Packers are home against the Broncos. Seven and a half is, is a little high, but I still like the Packers. I think they cover that. Um, Packers two. It's the first one, baby. I like that. I think. Let me see. Oh, well, we both like the Texans. I I really like that line. Could you get yeah. points? And and I think they're just gonna win outright. 
Texans, I agree, are in. Number two, two teams down with two to go. I think Robert, the C- I think the Seahawks win at home against the Saints. Really? Yeah, it's hard to win there. I think I think the Saints are gonna have a couple games to get back into rhythm. I think the Saints the Saints in the long run will be fine, but the Seahawks at home I think are dangerous. I, I mean, we just talked about the other one. I like I just looked at the Rams at Cleveland. Right. I'm really liking that one. The biggest lock for me, if you look at the teaser board with the inflated lines. Is the Baltimore Ravens at twelve and a half? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I agree. To, for a team to win by double digits, and that will someone could win by ten, but to win by thirteen is man, I don't see that. I, I think All that's right. going to be tough. Ravens defense is very good as always. All right, so we get the Packers at well, one buying a half point probably. So we get the Packers at minus. Uh, Ravens at my, Ravens at plus thirteen. The Houston Texans at plus ten, and the Seahawks at plus two and a half. If you want a different team, speak up. I'm, saying, I'm just one. looking. I'm looking at the Lions. Yeah, the six, Lions. If you buy half, thirteen, bro. That's that's not a bad play either. I might like that one a little bit more, because the Saints' the offense is still good, man. The Saints are dangerous. Right. You might want to go right. Lions just because the way the Eagles have looked. They haven't looked He's so... He's a great play. I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I might. I would switch that. Let's do it. Guys, locking your teasers. This is a good play, I think. Lions plus 13. Ravens plus 13. Um, Texas plus 10 is an amazing number to get if you can ever get that. I mean, if you're just doing straight bets, I'm taking the Texans plus 3.5. Even that, yeah. I don't blame that either. That's not a bad play at all. Plus money, three and a half. It's great. What are your thoughts if you were doing the Jets, Pats, or Dolphins, Cowboys? It depends. Um, you know, if I was betting, if you look, if you're looking just straight bets, I, I wouldn't really touch the Jets and the Patriots. That's it's a little bit too much rivalry for me. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's a little bit too much there. Um, Dallas, on a teaser at minus fifteen and a half, I would look at, but straight up. Again, if you had a straight bet, that that's just still too many points for me against a professional team. Anything over 16, 17, 18 is a lot for me in pro football. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Granted, granted that it's the Dolphins who are really bad. The Cowboys I would consider taking, but the Patriots are just, that line just way too big. Yeah, those are, I don't know. It's hard to comment on either of those. The Dolphins are so bad. I could see that, I mean, they haven't been covering anything. They've given right. up 108 points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Pats. I mean, both they're obviously both gonna lose. But I think the Pats will. I don't think the Pats cover. I think the. If I'm just going straight, I think the Cowboys will cover. I don't know. The three touchdowns is so much. Because if you look at it this way, if the Dolphins score a touchdown first, you're down 28 points. Right, you're down. Like, you're so you're tough. Up. You're down. Yeah. All right. They just traded the best. They're just their best offensive player too, with Nick Fitzpatrick. So right, it's right. Only, to the it's Steelers. Only right. Get for, it's only gonna get harder for Miami. And so, I, I already feel like that team has given up. Like yeah. a lot of these guys want out. So that that's where I could see the Dolphin or the the Cowboys may, probably covering that. It's still a lot, but I, I think the Cowboys will. I agree, brother. All right, that's it for that. We got we got our four teams for the teaser, and we'll play that for twenty bucks. He's 60. So, we'll run with that. All right, you want to talk a little college real quick? 
Okay, let's get a little college talk in. Uh, I've been, the games this weekend are going to be really, really close. It's like pro football, oddly enough. Um, there's a lot of good storylines. The Thursday night game is a great game. Tulane against Houston. Um, Tulane looked really good so far on the offensive side of the ball. The line's minus five. It's a little much. Um, that line is probably going to stay at minus five. I got it early. I straight bet Tulane at minus three. Um, Tulane's offense against a really suspect Houston offense with um, with King at quarterback, you know, coming into Dana Holberson's new scheme, coming Dana Holberson being the coach at West Virginia, not coming to Houston, and trying to implement this offensive scheme into this pretty experienced Houston offense hasn't really translated to a lot of success thus far. Yeah, they were one of the top scoring offenses last year, and so that's an interesting game to bet. I mean, right. And I think Tulane can cover at home. It's a big game for them, big standing game for them at home. Um, we got Utah, big... USC, minus four. Reggie Bush will be back in the building for USC for the first time. Um, you, you're big. You're high on Utah. Um, I am big. I'm high on Utah. I love their running back. Um, they run the ball really well. This would be a really, really big road test for Utah, though. This is this is the game that if Utah wants to make the playoff, they have to win. This is a big statement game on paper for them to win. Yeah, especially um, USC with their quarterback down from week one. They've still been they've been pretty good without him so far. So this will correct. be an interesting game. Um, we got Michigan at Wisconsin, three and a half. <laughs> Michigan is, I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, but they're always more. It's almost like more talk than than they walk. You know, uh, I think uh, Wisconsin will probably win this game. I have Wisconsin in my. And this Wisconsin is has not. They've only allowed three points all year. I don't think I'm, I'm going to retract that statement. They've allowed zero. How about that, no uh, points in two games. Granted, with South Florida and Central Michigan were terrible, but their defense looks stout. They rank really high in havoc rate, which is you know just a, a, a ratio of all the turnovers you have, pass breakups, etc. That forms into a stat. They're really high in havoc ratio. Um, Michigan's offense just looks so bad against Army. Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson lost. is not. He's not it. I mean, they're averaging thirty-two a game. Wisconsin's fifty-five, which is crazy. Averaging over five hundred yards a game. Uh, Wisconsin's gonna win this. I, I knew Michigan was gonna struggle against Army. I didn't think they were gonna struggle that much where they have to go to overtime or double OT. Um, but this is a you know Big Ten battle. They're always close. It'll be a grinding, grinded out type game. But yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's the better team. This is a big game for Cone, too, Wisconsin's rookie quarterback. He's, you know, a lot of talk about him taking the place of Alex Hornybrook there. He's played well thus far, but I think Wisconsin's running game with Taylor and Watson, those guys are a two-headed monster in the backfield. They just open, The running game opens it up so much for Wisconsin. I saw them play against South Florida. They were, they were just absolutely dominant that whole game. And Michigan struggled against Army and Middle Tennessee. Both games were at home. So now you're going to go to the road with two shoddy home wins against a Wisconsin team who wants to beat you and wants to prove they're better than 13. It just doesn't – the line doesn't shape up very well for Michigan. No, three and a half. Yeah, does um, not shape up well. All right, other games, I mean, Alabama's playing Southern Miss. It's like 38 and a half, crazy. LSU Four. at Vandy, 24. The other really appealing game, or two appealing games this weekend, bro, the first one that sticks out is, is UCF and Pittsburgh. That's yeah. a it, that's a huge game for UCF. You know, going into Pittsburgh on a big road, you know, big Power Five conference team like Pittsburgh. 
not a strong program. It plays in a big conference. UCF's 15th in the country. They're a 12-point favorite, which is a huge, huge, huge favorite line for a road team. And Pitt played well against Penn State last week. Penn State's very overrated. It's so bad. Penn, Penn State, to me, how they're ranked as high as they are is beyond me. But It's um, the name. It's the name. It's the name. But I think UCF should come out and... I can see them beating Pitt by two touchdowns. I can see that. Um, there's only one game that I'm looking at that is two ranked teams. Yes, sir. The big one. That's Auburn at Texas A&M. It seems like it's always Texas A&M playing those teams. Um, spreads also, three and a half. Yeah. Auburn's look very good. Yeah. <coughs> um, taking the SEC team, man. Auburn. Auburn's looked good the last few games. You know, only giving them 14 a game. I mean, the, the both of these teams are. If you look at the stats wise, they're both they're pretty even. Um, they're, they're dead even. Um, pretty much dead. Honestly, if you look, it's it's right. It's you can cut it right down the middle. Points per game, points allowed, um, total yards. <laughs> total yards. They're a yard off. Um, in the red zone, they're both eighty one percent eighty one percent conversion rate in the red zone. They're yeah. both almost fifty percent conversion on third down. A and M throws the ball more. Auburn right. runs the ball more. That's the only difference, but they still get the same uh, amount of yards. I would lean A and M here because of the experience of the quarterback. You know, with with Bo Nix being the freshman quarterback, and and you got you got Kellen Mond who's looked amazing for A and M um, in his first in his first couple of games. He's looked really really well for A and M. I think A and M is going to pull the upset off here, and they can, they're gonna, I think they can cover that three and a half. So um, I'm leaning te- I'm leaning Texas A and M here. I like Auburn the way they've played the first few weeks to three and zero. I don't know. I just like Auburn. I mean, this is this. I'm surprised this isn't a pick'em. But yeah. it basically is a pick'em because Texas A&M is home and they're getting three, so essentially it is a pick'em. But uh, I don't know. That'll be a fun game to watch. Other than that, there's not many. There is one more big game we have to discuss, brother, and that's Georgia and Notre Dame. Georgia's look good. Notre Dame. Oh no! Oh, that is another ranked team. Yeah, I, I totally missed that. <laughs> That's my fault. I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah, Notre Dame seven. Notre Dame has looked very good. Georgia's putting up crazy points. Fourteen and a half is a lot. <laughs> I bet this game straight, bud, and I got it at Georgia minus thirteen and a half. So I took two touchdown favorite Georgia against Notre Dame. Look, Georgia on the offensive side of the ball is just head over heels better than Notre Dame. I say they put up points. But right. Notre Dame's Playing putting a 50 a, a game as well. Correct. But Notre Dame on the road against big Power 5 schools, they typically struggle. And Georgia's playing at home here. Notre Dame looks really, really, really shoddy against Louisville. Um, I'm, I'm going off of that. and It's it's hard not to back Georgia here with a two-touchdown cushion or a two-touchdown give. It's... I like that. Thirteen and a half was great. Once it got to fourteen, I was kind of skeptical. Yeah, two touchdowns is a lot, a lot. But I, I do think Georgia is way better than Notre Dame. Notre Dame again, just like we talked about Penn State, it's the name that kind of gets the allure of being that high ranked team. They're not in a conference, so they're not playing a hard, as hard of a schedule as Georgia is in the SEC. Um, <coughs> Fromm's kind of coming into his own zone a little bit. The first week he was a little pedestrian. Um, Six hundred yards, five TDs. Your boy Swift is kind of getting a little bit of a groove. He's off to a little bit of a slow start. But yeah, uh, hopefully they feed him the rock a little more. Um, 
Man, this is this is a tough game. I'm I'm a little shocked that the spread's that high. But if the spread is that high, they know something, <laughs> you know. Right. It's not just playing it. And here's this here's that that pretty much sealed it for me. That Chris the Bear Phallic of me ESPN posted. Notre Dame has the worst win percentage versus top five teams since 2000. They are one in 17 against top five teams. Notre Dame. There you go. That's. <laughs> Yeah, under Brian Kelly, they're 0-4, and three of those losses were greater than 14 points. Yeah, I mean, that's it's clearly no joke if if that's a stat. You said 1-17? Yeah, and, you know, four losses by greater than, I'm sorry, three of the four losses were greater than 14 points. You, the, Irish, the Irish not playing in a conference and not getting those big conference games in the big five conferences really yeah, hurts It hurts. Them. It always hurts them. I don't I'm I still don't understand. I'd love to see them in a conference. I think it'd be so interesting. If they were in like the big, the big, they should just join the Big Ten. I think that'd be perfect. Here's my lock of the week. Ready? Okay. The most money on. I took the under in New Mexico State versus New Mexico. What is that? What is the over under? Sixty-eight and a half. If you go back at all the matchups between New Mexico State and New Mexico Bobs, not once. Wait, you took the over? Took the under. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I have the under at 70. I bought it up. And then I went back and did some research. If you look at the, all the matchups in history between New Mexico State and New Mexico, they have never scored 70 points cumulative. Why is it that high? New Mexico State is averaging 9 points a game. New mm-hmm. Mexico is averaging 26 and a half. <laughs> Why would they put the, the over-under that high? I have no idea. They must so have makes no sense. I mean, they're each giving up, like, close to 50. But still, right. <laughs> if you're averaging nine points, that that's kind of weird. Yep, so we'll see what happens with that. I like that under bet a lot. So. That, that's such a random, like, fun over-under bet to do because the line makes no sense. Zero sense. It's so bizarre. If, they, if, if, if the, both those teams are cold and get two stops right off the bat... Your under looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I also like Oregon at Stanford minus 10. Stanford doesn't look very good at all. Uh, yeah, they're really banged up on both sides of the ball. Stanford, they're really hurt. <laughs> but that's that's an interesting one to do. But uh, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up here, you know, week three. Um, obviously, we'll get into baseball the next couple weeks. Playoffs starting. Hockey's going to start. Basketball's going to start. But uh, football's been fun so far. I hate to see the injuries. It's kind of a pain. It's a damper, but, you know, it's just for someone else to step up, and we'll, we'll see what happens this week. I agree. You know, if you had to pick one lock to win outright in football, who do you like? Huh. Oh, if we're doing – oh, well, I am I do like an eliminator thing for uh, ESPN, you know, for fun. The first week I picked the Eagles. Second week I picked the Pats. This week I would pick just pick Dallas. That's cool. Yeah, Dallas would be the easy pick. You know, if I were on a limb, I would pick Green Bay. I think Green Bay's going to Yeah, if you want to save, them. if you want to save some of your your big gun bullets, that's a good one to pick. Um, yeah, great. All right, man. Listen, we got we covered a lot today. You know, we know who we like, we know who we don't. Let's let everybody just bed. I hope you guys are listening. Yep. Don't forget to rate, subscribe us, give us a comment, drop us a DM if you want. Let us know who you're taking this weekend. Let us know who you like. So we'll see how our bets go out. And uh, don't bet on uh, Jameis Winston, and hopefully we'll be fine.
Jesus Christ. <coughs> <No. laughs> Alright. Hey guys, thanks for listening. See you next week.